You're listening to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women leaders, founders, and CEOs come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and make a bigger impact while enjoying the foods they love. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. We're talking today about how to turn your craving into a meal that supports your weight loss goals. And if you're like most, um, you may have been trying to control your cravings and trying to control your cravings might ironically be keeping you feeling out of control. And, you know, if you feel out of control with your eating, you already know that this leaves you feeling like you can't really control your weight. So today we're going to address, you know, how this happens, what are the pitfalls that lead to this, and how to get out of it. So let's go ahead and dive in. All right. So like I said, trying to control your cravings might be keeping you feeling out of control. But I understand why we do this. I used to do this for a long time, trying to control my cravings, really focused on, you know, trying to stop myself from having cravings, saying no to myself, you know, maybe trying to keep the trigger foods out of the house or whatever it is in an effort to try to control my training. So I get it. And one of the common misconceptions of those who struggle to lose weight and keep it off is thinking that you need to control your cravings. And when you try to control your cravings, because you think that that's what will solve the problem, what you need to do, you often feel out of control and overeat, which then leads to feeling like a prisoner to food, like feeling trapped by food. And so my question is, you know, how many times, if you think back, how many times have you tried this, trying to control your cravings, only to find yourself feeling more anxious around food, feeling more out of control, feeling a lot of tension, you know, binge eating, and maybe your weight goes up and down as a result of this. Trying to control your eating or control your cravings by trying to avoid certain foods or restrict certain foods or, you know, control the foods that you crave is kind of like trying to control your auto expenses by not changing the oil in your car. So in the long run, you're actually causing more damage than good when you take this approach. Here is what I've noticed that those who successfully lose weight and keep it off know that it's not a matter of control. It's a matter of restoring your ability to regulate your hunger and your emotions. Or let me let me say that again. It's not a matter of controlling your cravings. Let me put it that way. It is a matter of restoring your ability to regulate your hunger and your emotions. So what I've seen is that those who successfully lose weight and keep it off focus on nourishing and fueling themselves first, because when your body has what it needs to thrive, Then you have capacity. You have the capacity to manage and regulate your emotions, which then brings back your control. But the control is a byproduct of how you're nourishing and fueling yourself. So what happens when you adopt this? When you work from nourishing and fueling yourself first so that you have the capacity to manage and regulate your emotions? When you do that, you'll notice decreased cravings. You'll notice increased ability to eat indulgences in moderation and without guilt. 
And you'll notice that your weight loss becomes a natural extension of your internal way of being, your internal state. What I find is that this is truly a game changer for a lot of people. Um, I know it was for me when I, you know, when I first recognized this, when I first recognized that the things that I was cutting out in the name of trying to control my cravings, I didn't have to cut them out. I cut out so many foods unnecessarily, like rice, potatoes, for example, which maybe some people can't eat those things. Um, And so if you cut them out, that is maybe what's best for you. But what I'm pointing to here is not so much specific foods is arbitrary restrictions, arbitrary cutting things out because you feel out of control when you eat them. But what you're probably starting to realize is that it's going about it in a backwards way. And when you put the horse before the cart, instead of putting the cart before the horse, then you notice that the cart naturally follows. So, you know, when we are trying to grasp control, control slips away. But when we actually start to focus on this other this other factor, which is why are you losing control in the first place? Well, when you are in fight or flight, that is designed to to help you survive, basically. And when we're in survival, of course, we don't necessarily feel in control, but you don't have to ever feel like you're in survival mode. And when you can make sure that your body, your body's basic needs are being met, which if you're listening to this podcast, the chances are that you're not in a situation where you don't have enough food to eat, right? You're probably not in true scarcity, like in some parts of the world where there truly is scarce food supply. If you're in the West or any nations similar to my country here in the United States, chances are there's an overabundance of food supply. So there's no shortage of food. If you're finding yourself constantly feeling like you're being hijacked by your cravings, well, There's several things that could be going on, but one thing that doesn't have to be going on is that you're not eating adequately. You know, that does not have to be the reason that you're in fight or flight. And what I've seen is that the reason why so many don't eat adequately is because they're trying to hurry up and lose weight faster. I've talked about, you know, what are the pitfalls and how you may be trying to control your cravings by arbitrarily restricting your foods and how those who are successful really make this shift from, you know, I'm trying to control your cravings to actually, hey, let me fuel myself and give myself the capacity to regulate my emotions. So now let's talk about, I want to give you three steps that you can take to change, you know, the foods that you're craving into a meal that actually supports your weight loss goals. And now this is really I've given you the foundation for this by shifting your mindset to let me control my cravings, to let me nourish and fuel myself and give myself, you know, basically a fighting chance, you know, let me create a foundation for myself to take these further steps. Because what I discovered in my own life was that, you know, when I stopped cutting out foods arbitrarily, I reduced my cravings by 80% right off the bat. And then I noticed that, I was positioned to be able to address the emotional side of things. But 
If I was trying to address emotional eating while simultaneously not feeling satisfied with my meals, well, that just, it couldn't work because hunger, when you think about it, and you know, this might be kind of hard to wrap your head around at first, but even extreme hunger, it puts you in an emotional state. Again, that fight or flight, that survival mode, that is also bringing the emotion of stress and anxiety and fear, but it's unnecessary unnecessary to get into. So let's go ahead and talk about these three steps that you can take to change your indulgence into a meal that supports your weight loss goals. These three steps that I'm sharing with you are all a part of pillar two, which is from the food trigger immunity framework, which I teach in the eat with balance program, which is going to be opening again soon. Make sure you get on the wait list at rashondiates.com slash eat with balance wait list if you want to hear, if you want to learn all of the steps that I provide in there, which I don't just don't have time to go into in this episode, but let's dive into these three. And when you take these three steps, you're going to notice the decrease cravings, the increased ability to eat your indulgences in moderation and without guilt. All right. So step one is identify and acknowledge the craving itself. So if you have a craving, that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. It's not good or bad. It's just simply data for yourself. Think of it like the dashboard of your car that if the check engine light comes on or better example um, analogy would be your fuel gauge on your car. Well, if it's on empty, that doesn't mean that, you know, you're a bad person or anything like that. That just means that you that's data for you to, you know, telling you, hey, it's time to go add gas to the to the car. So just acknowledge the craving, you know, simply acknowledge it. Number two, ask what can I add to this that will help me to feel satisfied? All right. So one of my favorite techniques that that I share is, and I've shared this on the podcast, is the put it on the plate technique. A very easy way to get into, you know, especially if you are used to cutting out foods that, that are in indulgences to you. Like say, if you just, if you have not been eating chocolate for a long time and you want to have some, but you're nervous that you might go overboard with it, then try adding it to the plate on at mealtime. Just put it on the same plate with your regular meal and that's a way that you can add the the thing that you're indulging to your meal, or you can just build a meal around the indulgence. So for example, let's say, you know, again, let's use the chocolate analogy. I mean, the chocolate example, you can add that to the top of a Greek yogurt bowl. You know, you can have Greek yogurt and fruit and put chocolate on top of it, for example. So what you will be interested in. Of course, it's going to be unique to you, but it's just a way of thinking about it. It's a way of approaching your cravings and also your meals that allows you to have flexibility, to incorporate what you like, to incorporate your unique goals and values and make it work for you. Um, So that's why I love teaching approaches and principles rather than just giving you a diet plan because 
what what use is a diet plan if you don't even like those foods or if the ingredients, um, you know, if you're allergic to the ingredients or you don't eat animals, for example, or whatever it is, you can overlay your own unique values on over these principles and mindsets and approaches to make it work for you. Step three is to then, and now uh, before I say this step, I want to go ahead and preface it by saying that a lot of people aren't going to really register the importance of this step, but it is crucial. Um, It's something that so often is just glossed over, overlooked, but this is the part that, that creates change. All right. So listen closely to this part. Step three is to then notice, notice your outcome, notice the result, because if you don't take the time to notice what happened as a result of the action that you took, then you can't learn something new. And more importantly, you can't integrate it. In order to integrate the changes that you're making, to have them then become a natural part of yourself, you have to take a moment to notice it. What was the outcome? Did you feel better? Is there something that you would do differently? Is there a tweak that you need to make to this? If you just do the action, but then don't take the time to reflect on what you did, you're doing yourself a disservice. So notice the outcome, notice how you feel and determine if that was, you know, if that was successful or, you know, maybe there's something that you could have changed or tweaked or maybe there was a different ingredient or maybe you needed more of it. Maybe you needed actually to eat more earlier during the day. I'm trying to think of all kinds of different examples based on, you know, what I've discovered from for myself that might be useful to you. But you know what? It is early and I've been awake since 4 a.m. and it's only 6 a.m. right now. And I've barely finished my coffee. And part of me is like, maybe I need to go back to sleep. <laughs> anyway, those are the three steps. So three steps to change your indulgence into a meal that supports your weight loss goals. So step one was identify and acknowledge the craving. Step two was ask what I can add to this that will help me feel satisfied. And step three is notice how you feel. What was the outcome? And to adjust. That's really, again, where the integration really truly happens, you know? And so often, here's the thing, it's kind of making me chuckle because I used to be this way. And, you know, I can't say this enough. And so this is going to be a side note to the side note. But I remember before before really being able to make changes, um, to go from feeling out of control with my eating and struggling with my weight for years, my weight not being stable at all for years and years and years, and making the shift to being successful, losing 60 pounds, keeping it off. I have never regained that 60 pounds, you know? And realizing that I'm successful now, but looking back on when I would hear people say, hear people talk about the changes that they made and hear people talk about how I could do it too and not believing them, you know, thinking, oh, something was special about that person. So that's why a lot of times I will emphasize the fact that this did not used to be me because I get what is going on in the mind of the person who still doesn't necessarily completely believe. And by the way, an episode is coming on coming up about how to believe in yourself as well. Or actually, no, (laughs) you know what? 
by the time this episode comes out, you will have also heard that episode, actually. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't yet about how to have 100% belief in yourself. But what I used to do is I would try something. And then if it didn't work that one time, I would just be like, well, that didn't work. And I would be so quick, so quick to, to just discard something. Or I would try it for a little while. And then I would just discard it and I would write it off as it didn't work. And I'm now at a point in my life where I realize that almost everything works. There are very few things that just flat out don't work. It's what you bring to whatever it is that you're doing that makes it succeed or fail. And, you know, if you're hearing that, I I want you to also, you know, again, I can read your mind practically because I used to be in your place. Don't beat yourself up with that, with that knowledge. Understand that this is all, every bit of this is conditioning. It stems from conditioning. So, so often what we really need to do is recondition ourselves. And that reconditioning is really what we bring to whatever the tool is or the strategy or the process that we're using. That's why my teaching focuses on reconditioning. That is why my students focus on changing themselves, which is the reconditioning from the inside out, so that through the process of changing from the inside out, you can implement anything that you want. You know, truly, you can go and do whatever it is that you want, whatever fits for you, based on whatever your values are, and what your goals are, you know, you can get into complete alignment with that through this reconditioning, you know, so often what I see is that people will try something out for a little while, and then they will decide that it just didn't work, not realizing That it's just a matter of conditioning yourself to, you know, be committed to something, to learn how to stick with it, like stick-to-itiveness, perseverance. Those are characteristics that are a matter of just being conditioned to them. So, whoo, I got off on a tangent with that, but hopefully it was helpful. All right, if you got anything from this episode, please DM me on Instagram and let me know what is your number one takeaway. I would love to hear from you. Uh, You can DM me at Rashonda Yates. Again, please get on the wait list for Eat With Balance. RashondaYates.com slash Eat With Balance is where you can get on the wait list. And I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode, on on another episode. Bye.